everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Momming Autism Podcast, where we are providing a positive platform for parents to share their stories about raising special needs children. We are your hosts, Amanda DeLuca and KDMD, and today we are so excited to bring you one of our amazing friends and such a positive force in the autism mom world, Chelsea Farmer. So welcome, Chelsea, and thank you so much for being here. Hi, ladies. So, so excited to be here. So Chelsea, could you kind of just introduce yourself and talk to us a little bit about your journey um, as a special needs mama? Absolutely. So I'm Chelsea Farmer. I'm 34. I live right outside of Seattle, Washington with my husband of almost 10 years, Ian. We have two boys. Things are definitely not boring over here. Nolan is five and a half and on the autism spectrum. And Max, who can go from salty to sweet in a matter of milliseconds, he's almost four and a half. And we don't have a diagnosis for him, but he was deemed by the school district per se as developmentally delayed. So we have a whole journey with him as well. Um, Our journey with autism started back when Nolan was two years and nine months. And I, I say that because I feel like looking back, or, you know, when we were starting to get into our journey of like what's going on with him, I felt like we were so late to the ball game and getting him help and with all the early intervention things that are out there. And um, so if you're listening to this and, and maybe you can relate to our journey timing wise, just know that it's never too late. So we got on a wait list for Seattle Children's Autism, which we were told was going to be at least one year plus, um, just like many other places in the United States. Services and getting in appointments and all of that takes quite a while. Um, and we immediately were able to get a, um, a meeting with the school district and get him into the early intervention program through, through that. So luckily and gratefully, Um, We started early intervention preschool with Nolan right the day after he turned three years old. And it wasn't until eight months later when we received our diagnosis. So um, it's funny because my husband and I went back and forth on what we would do once we got the call from Seattle Children's Autism to get in and have our appointment. And our pediatrician, Nolan, you know, very active, very healthy, um, no sleep problems, nothing like that, didn't talk. So that was one of the main indicators. But our pediatrician was like, I think he's fine. You know, don't worry about it. Just do what you're doing. And so we we were hesitant to take the appointment when Seattle Children's, Aut- Seattle Children's Autism called. Um, and I had to go with my mama gut. And so I marched myself right into that appointment by myself um, with Nolan. My husband travels a lot and he was actually on show site and he was like, I'm not going. I don't agree with going to get this. And, you know, I think we were the naive parents that we thought getting the diagnosis was going to label him versus set us up to get all of the services and help that he needed to thrive and succeed in his different environments. So we received the diagnosis on February 10th of 2019 and have been at it ever since. (laughs) Chelsea, I think it's interesting. Um, You and I have so many similarities um, in our journey um, where 
our pediatrician also told us he's fine. Yep. He's a boy. He'll talk when he's ready. You're just a first time mom. You're looking for things. Stop searching for a diagnosis. And, um, I was begging for help. I said, then just help us get speech. Let us have a hearing test. He's not responding to his name. There's something. And, um, my husband agreed with our pediatrician yep. as well. He'll tell mm-hmm. you that to this day um, because he was a doctor. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be right. And I think too, when when your child, so Nolan, he, you know, he would play and thrive in his different, you know, environments at home. But one thing that I think why Ian was so tunnel vision too is he hadn't really been around children. And so he had this in his mind too, like boys develop later. It's okay that he doesn't talk because he's just gonna be a late talker. He's happy, he's healthy. And I feel like my husband kept hanging on to that happy and healthy and then after hearing from our pediatrician. So um, I will say, and just to be candid and honest, and like you said, your husband will will admit to it now too. Um, Ian, it, it was really hard in the beginning because it was like, I was, like you said, trying to get help and trying to navigate these doctors and get Nolan the help that he needed while also trying to navigate my husband and just have us come together as a unit and recognize like this is not going to hurt anyone it's going to help all of us and and like you said just get a speech get us OT whatever we needed yep So I also want to talk about um, how your career has kind of evolved as your parenting journey changed because you and Katie um, have that in common where, um, you know, you both took on new roles as your parenting journey changed. So could you talk about that Absolutely. So I actually came home after having Max 13 months after I had Nolan. So it wasn't planned that way. Um, Funny story. So we didn't plan to have the boys that close together. We had a pregnancy journey with Nolan, took us 15 months and then we laugh now because we're like, we knew Ian could just look at me and I was gonna get pregnant with Max. So quit my corporate events <laughs> job um, to come home. Cause again, like I said, Ian travels a lot for work. He's in the events industry and um, knew that being home with the boys was exactly where I needed to be and what I needed to sacrifice for our family, but wasn't quite sure it was going to be for me. And then add an autism diagnosis to the mix of things. And I think back now, like, I don't know if I would be able to do it now if I was in this demanding corporate job where I managed people. So um, knew it was exactly where I needed to be don't know how I would be navigating this autism journey without it, but knew I also needed more. So I was a division one athlete in college and managed to actually lose myself while I was in the corporate events world, just putting work first. And so when I came home with the boys, I was able to find um, an online health and fitness accountability group and do workouts from home. And so I had this this moment where I was like, this is what's getting me through. And even more so now adding the autism component to the mix. And so um, I was presented with the opportunity to pay it forward, help other women lead healthy and fulfilling lives through workouts, mindset, sustainable nutrition, because diets end and they're restrictive and we're not about dieting, right? Um, And so I have now been a health and fitness coach for almost four years and I think now more than ever um, 
I need it for myself and that accountability because as we know, as moms, mom life is hard, but when you add special needs to the mix, it's really easy to fall down on our priority list. And you know, other people are like, your kids can't be your excuse, but until you're a special needs mom, like you don't quite get it because the kids are not the excuse. Like there, there may be sleep problems. There may be unexpected appointments that pop up speech cancellations, you know, all these different, um, these different variables that pop up. And so one thing that's really helped me now that the special needs mom is kind of added to my resume is this health and wellness coaching and being able to immerse myself in this online accountability community. It's, it's helped me continue to show up for myself because as we all know, if we don't put on our oxygen masks first, it's really, really hard to help others. Um, and so I'm just super, super grateful for my line of work now. Yes. So like you had said, um, you know, we can't use our kids as an excuse, yep. you know, or people tell us that we can't, my husband will say, I gave up on our marriage because autism yep. was my whole life because I felt I was on this imaginary yep. time clock and Katie and I've had this conversation before. Nobody said by the time he was four, nobody said by the time he was five, I had that um, in my brain and I let yep. go of everything else and I lived and breathed and slept mm -hmm. when I could mm -hmm. autism and it's it not isn't. Healthy. And thinking back now too, I think that I've been able to navigate our autism journey a little bit easier and better because of my choice that I made after I had Max to make sure that I was on my priority list too. And I will say too, when it comes to that comment about autism coming before everything, I, I feel that deep in my core and still to this day when it comes to Ian and I, like it's really, really easy to get, to get caught up in that. Right. But I think knowing and having the mindset just like you would working out or whatnot. Like we are in this for life, right? This autism journey, autism doesn't end when our kids hit 18, you know, when they hit their goals on IEPs, like it's an ongoing thing, but that's the same with our health and wellness journeys as well is just because, you know, you may not show up one day because you're too tired. It doesn't mean it's an end all be all. And I think that that's one thing that kind of correlates to autism as well is the mindset of all or something versus all or nothing. Like if we, if we're showing up for our kids, we know that we got to give whatever we have in our gas tank. And I think that goes to say just for ourselves as well. Um, and it's, it's amazing what you can do for yourself in just 20 to 30 minutes a day, whether it be personal development, um, starting your day with you. Maybe it's 10 minutes of quiet time with your coffee or I am affirmations or gratitude, or, you know, there's this misconception around what health and wellness is, I feel like. And too oftentimes people have this mindset of like, I have to go balls to the wall or I'm not going to make any progress at all. And so one of the things that I love to preach about is all or something and you don't have to be perfect to make progress just like we know with our kids autism journeys yep and katie i think um your career changed when autism became a part of your life you know you went from um you know working with adults to working in advocacy so that line was really blurred for you because 
your whole life was autism, your personal life, your work life, and separating that out, I think is a whole nother level of complicated. Complicated would be the word, but um, <laughs> I would say that, you know, I really, I really just don't know. I think about it all the time and I, it's so silly. I find myself kind of like laughing about it. Like, why am I thinking about this? And like, you know, what if, what if our life was different? And, yes. you know, what if our journey was different? And what if I didn't do this for a career? Um, but I can honestly say kind of, there's parts of it that make sense. Um, you know, now what I do versus to what I did even before I had kids, um, for a really long time, I sold wine. I was, I was a vendor mm -hmm. and I was miserable. Like I got free wine. So if like that was the positive, <laughs> but like besides anything else, like I wasn't happy. I, I just was like, like filling my cup with stuff that didn't matter, yep. I guess. And mm -hmm. now, yep. you know, we, we go through challenges, we go through struggles in our, in our own personal life. And you know with our boys and and just our journey but then you know my heartstrings are attached um and kind of wrapped around everyone that we kind of interact with or have something to do with or somebody that we help with and you know um a really close friend of mine had said to me one time she was like katie you know like you can't help everyone you can't save everyone you can't you can't do that and I thought it was so important to kind of to take that what she had said away because for the longest time I had felt so much pressure because of what I do is so unique where we live that I felt this huge pressure like I had to and if I didn't I was failing somebody. Um, so I, I really in the past like two years I've really had to take a step back and and prioritize um, you know what is most important what can I what can I accomplish what is achievable right now and and set out goals and you know I make a calendar I don't follow it all the time I'm really working on that but like it's it's hard it is hard stuff yeah. so you know um, it is it is day by day and it is something you I constantly find myself even just in the last year here with you know the kids being homeschooled and just a whole new life we are experiencing now um, you know I've really had to set time for myself yeah. and and take a step back because yeah. it's it's harder now hey like we're we're home homeschooling we can't go on holidays we can't go on trip like we can't do anything really and um, it makes it really really difficult so now it's like my holiday is 10 minutes in my bathroom with the doors locked and I'm drinking my coffee. And it does. That's wonders. my holiday. It does wonders. Yeah. Yes. Like never mm -hmm. underestimate mm -hmm. 10 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. So Chelsea, to go off of what um, Katie said, can you kind of talk about three ways that special needs moms can start to prioritize themselves to be better? Uh, for not just their family, but for themselves. Absolutely. So first and foremost, it all boils down to mindset. Um, and as special needs moms, we know in our core, in our hearts, like we can do hard things, right? We've we've proved that to many, many people just throughout our, our journey as autism moms. And I think just accepting the fact that like Katie was saying, like, she's she plans stuff out and things don't always go according to plan but if your mindset is i am going to do this i am going to plan things out i am going to schedule a meeting for myself and if things pop up 
I'm going to work that plan versus canceling it. I think that first and foremost is, is going to do wonders for you. Going in with good intention and knowing that you matter too, you are deserving. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, this lavish amount of self-care that you spend hundreds of dollars on. If it's literally starting with five minutes a day, you can work from that. So mindset and, and abiding by all or something. Um, the second thing is too, health and wellness isn't just about killing yourself with workouts. Um, it's a matter of fueling your body with the right amount of water vegetables, eating a piece of fruit, like dinner and done, all these little things. So don't think that you need to overhaul every single thing from A to Z when it comes to your workouts, your nutrition, your mindset, your pick three things and start small, nail those three small goals. And then the next week, add something else in. Don't think that you have to take on everything at once. And then third, celebrate every accomplishment along the way just like you do in your autism journey with your children um make sure that you're recognizing all of that you're doing because it's super super easy to get very focused on i should be doing more we of all people know that statement right so try to let go of that and really focus on the positives because when you focus on the good more good comes to you so mindset all or something um small attainable daily goals and then um oh my gosh what was the third one i just said <laughs> um Celebra yes. celebrating the yep. little things yes yes um and i think um, it's interesting. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I'm losing track of months now in my life um, where you challenged everybody to oh get gosh, up, yes. show up, get dressed because we yep. do. We um, are rushing to get our kids off. We're rushing to, um, you know, make sure that the house is clean and looking good because you feel good is so important yes. too. And that could mean something different to everybody. Yep. But but putting the effort in so that you can feel better should not be last on your priorities. 100%, and I know you asked for three, but I'm gonna add in a fourth here because this is critical too. You don't have to go at this alone. Find a friend who is going to help you stay accountable. And you know, on the days where you you're fighting with that grit and grace that's going to help you push through and power through. And that statement is a very strong one for me because like Katie was talking about her um, former career, that's what I always used to do, power through, power through, power through. But when you have someone that can help keep you honest and accountable, it makes all the difference too. So yeah, don't underestimate what a good shower and blow drying your hair can do. Absolutely. So Chelsea, one more thing. Could you um, just give a piece of advice for a newly diagnosed mom or a mom who is just in the hard right now that you wish somebody would have told you at the beginning of your journey? Yes, that everything is going to be okay. Take a deep breath and just know you are doing enough right now in this moment. When we received Nolan's diagnosis, it was so, I say we, but when I, it was so overwhelming because I was given this packet that's like, what to do in your first hundred days? And they're like, okay, bye, have a nice day. And 
it was like, oh my gosh, my world just felt like it came crashing down on me. And um, had I known that the online community, social media, a simple blog post that I read from Kate Swenson from Finding Cooper's Voice, that everything was going to be okay and I wasn't alone, um, it really, really, I think, could have made even more difference just um, having known that the best has, was yet, has yet to come in terms of the support system I was about to um, embark on, you know, communicating with. Um, but yeah, just know that you're doing enough. Everything is going to come in strides. And while there may be difficult days, there are going to be great days too that are really going to overshadow the hard. Chelsea, I swear I had the 100 things to do over the next 100 days. It was like a black and white copy <laughs> yeah. of pictures from like 1984 yes. from a textbook. Is that, was it. that what it is? Yes. It, and literally just handed oh, it to me and was like, here's what to do in the next 100 days. And it was like all the, all the lists of therapy. And I'm like, there's None. not going to be enough time in the day for this. How am I going to do this with Ian traveling? And it was just so overwhelming and yeah you you don't have to do everything at once like things are going to come in strides you're going to have seasons of this journey and just know everything is going to be okay i promise but it i flipped i flipped <laughs> through that paper and i looked at my mom and i went uh -huh. yeah, you take it i don't think, I think I want this. that's that's not a canada thing i just i i have this is the first time i'm hearing really? this and like i'm just i so not a hundred days no we're not that kind up here like that we you don't it's, even get like one day of like what you're supposed to do it's just like you're really like thrown out to the wolves oh, so wow. um i think i would be scared to go get something like that though like here you're just kind of everybody knows here that you just you don't get really anything i'm pretty, just, I'm pretty they don't really i'm pretty sure i was like reading the pamphlet as i was driving home like i don't even know how I got home. <laughs> yeah yeah um you're no. not missing anything katie no. it wasn't helpful oh you're not no. missing anything like some <laughs> so chelsea can Sorry. you can 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 you tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can yes, find you to absolutely. learn more about um, what you do and how yes, you help so women? Yes, so my passion is helping women get themselves back on their priority list, guilt-free, whatever that looks like for them. Um, this health and wellness journey is not one size fits all. And I share a lot of my life. I like to call it authentic on Instagram mainly. <laughs> um, my handle is at fitmomchelseafarmer. Um, I'm trying to get a little more brave on sharing our autism journey. Words typically come easy for me, but I, I still feel like it's, it's not as easy for me to talk about our journey with Nolan, but I'm getting better. So, um, love to share tips on just how we navigate things with him. He's all about trains and whatnot. And, um, yeah, how, how I do it all without, um, guilt. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know that there is a mama sitting out there listening to this that is figuring out yep. how to put herself first because we all need to hear it to know that it's okay. And I think that you validated that so well today. Thanks so ladies thank for, for the for opportunity. That. Well, until next week, everyone, thank you so much. And we will talk Bye. to 